Get it in here. I got one thing to say. This is when the big dogs come out. Stay on the They can't roll the big dogs. Stay on the board. It's time. Live. Let's rock this place. Let's have some fun. In the entertainment capital of the world, it's the T.C. Martin Show. We are seeing a special performance tonight. Diagnosis, prognosis, osmosis. Say what? It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. The doctor is now in. Hour number two coming at you here on this Thursday edition T.C. Martin Show. Don't forget, tomorrow we will be at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Come on out, see the show live, 2 to 4 p.m., of course. Our best bets in effect tomorrow. And also, special guest, Showtime Sean Porter in the house tomorrow. Will be his first appearance since announcing his retirement after the fight just a few weeks back against Terrence Crawford at the Mandalay Bay. So, Showtime Sean Porter, great friend, great guy, now re- enjoying retirement. So he'll be in the house uh, tomorrow. Moreland Greenwood, the former NFL linebacker with the Saints, he will join us, and he's also the director of the NFL alumni chapter here in Las Vegas. He will be with us tomorrow at the Cosmopolitan. And like we said, best bets and a whole lot more. Come on out, see the show live, meet and greet. Showtime, Sean Porter, Moreland Greenwood, all of us there at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. All right, the big news of the day, as we talked about first hour, Urban Meyer fired in Jacksonville, going 2-11 in his only season, did not make it out of his first season as an NFL head coach. Uh, Embarrassing, to say the least. Uh, This season filled with dysfunction there in Jacksonville. It was less than a year ago where owner Shad Khan said, I got this one right. That was his quote. I got this one right. He had just fired Doug Marone. There was a little controversy about that. And then going in favor of Urban Meyer and bringing him in with no head coaching experience at the professional level. Uh, Shad Khan's comment earlier today, after deliberation over many weeks and a thorough analysis of the entirety of Urban's tenure with our team, I am bitterly disappointed to arrive at the conclusion that an immediate change is imperative for everyone. I inform Urban of the change this evening. This was, this statement was actually uh, late, late last night, after midnight, actually. And as I stated in October, regaining our trust and respect was essential. Regrettably, it did not happen. Offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel will serve as the interim head coach for the remainder of the season, and GM Trent Baalke will continue in his position. So there it is. Uh, Another case where a college coach in the NFL, it doesn't work. Uh, The respect factor definitely plays into this. So many problems under Meyer's guidance after he was hired on January 14th of earlier this year. It was under scrutiny from the very, very beginning. And it all started with his very first hire that he made. The very first hire he made in February, strength and conditioning coach Chris Doyle from Iowa. And you remember that story where Doyle made racist comments, was also bullying and belittling players uh, at the University of Iowa. He resigned a day later after that story broke. In May, Urban Meyer signed Tim Tebow to play tight end. Of course, a position that Tebow never played before. Uh, He was part of the first cuts back in uh, training camp in July. Uh, NFL fined Jacksonville $200,000 and Meyer $100,000 for excessive contact during the June 1st OTAs. The team had to forfeit two OTAs for next season, bringing them down to, to eight, which is a big deal. In August, the NFLPA said it would initiate an investigation after Meyer said he and Balky considered what a player's vaccination status were uh, when it came to final roster cuts when they set the 53-man roster because, as we know, COVID-19 protocols are, are different for vaccinated players compared to unvaccinated players. Uh, Meyer also had a quarterback controversy during training camp. Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick. Uh, he said, hey, it's going to be open competition because Gardner Minshew actually had played pretty well the year before. Um, those two got alternating days for most of uh, training camp. And uh, finally, he named Lawrence the starter because he had a lot of pressure there and uh, ended up trading Minshew 
to the Philadelphia Eagles three days later. Uh, during training camp, former kicker Josh Lambeau accused Meyer of kicking him in the leg while he was stretching in warm-ups. Uh, that story just came out in the last couple days. Then there, you got to remember the uh, the video of Urban Meyer uh, during their bye week where he was uh, with a woman at a bar uh, that was not his wife. Uh, tensions between staff and players. That has been happening a lot over the last few weeks. And then it all kind of came to a head with wide receiver Marvin Jones. Uh, and Meyer had heated words on the sideline, also in practice. Uh, Jones actually left the team for a while after Meyer publicly criticized the wide receiver's reports that uh, Meyer had called his assistant coaches losers. And uh, he also questioned their resumes during a staff meeting. So a lot behind this decision and good for Jacksonville Jaguars owner uh, Shad Khan to just come down and say, you know, enough is enough. And uh, again, we talked to Trevor Match first hour. If you missed that, that interview will be up on the website. Go check that out later. Great stuff there. And uh, and Trevor hit the nail on the head as well, too. I mean, Urban Meyer has got this narcissistic attitude. It's always been about him. And, you know, if you go back and you remember when he was at Florida, he retired. Uh, there were some health issues, family issues. They wanted him to retire. But then again, as Trevor pointed out, there were some questionable character issues there. All right? Aaron Hernandez, prison, killing himself. Uh, then he goes to Ohio State after you know taking a year off because he retired. Got back into it at Ohio State. Then left Ohio State. Took some time off again. Retired again. Uh, went to the studio work in broadcasting with Fox. Uh, then all of a sudden the Jaguar opening came up. He wants that job. Got the job. But Urban Meyer has always been that guy who marches to a beat of his own drum and basically doing everything uh, on his own terms. So if you got thoughts on this, uh, chime in. 702-221-7283. 702-221-7283. Love to hear from you. And also Raiders-Cleveland. That game on Saturday, it will go on, even though the COVID numbers are outrageous. Uh, More news coming out. Uh, We talked yesterday, Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski tested positive for COVID. Well, now we find out that Case Keenum, who was supposed to start Saturday, he's on the list now. So more than likely, that's not going to happen. So who's your third-string quarterback? Oh, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins from the San Francisco 49ers. Remember him? He's on the practice squad. He's now elevated. Yeah. So all of a sudden, the Raiders... We're a three-point underdog coming off that fiasco Sunday in Kansas City. Now the Raiders are a favorite. And it went and this morning the Raiders were a one-point favorite. And I've got a feeling that, that line now will escalate up to two, maybe three. You could have a six-point swing in this game. And the Raiders being favorite. So if you bet Cleveland early, uh might not like uh, <laughs> might not like your, your bet right now. We'll see. All right. Let's go to the phones. Slappy, what's happening, my man? How much there, TC? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I got to give uh, kudos to you, man. Slappy has been burned up at the window. Slappy, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, still alive in the Survivor Series. Our guy, our staff member, Matt Holt, he hung around up until, what, three weeks ago when they were down to less than 300 and then Matt ended up going out that Thanksgiving weekend, but Slappy's still alive. Is this true? It is very true. Love 23, it. 20, 23 people still alive. 23, and one of them is you, my friend. Congrats. Well, it's, it's, it's congrats until the final, That's the final true. week. That's but, the but still, yeah. You, you have to continue on. I mean, we still have five weeks to go in a sense because we still have to play Christmas Day or Thursday. Right, and we, those are only six teams or whatever. So that's going to be the that's going to be a big week because um, with all this COVID coming down, it's like you just have to pick your game and pray basically because you never know because you got you got to put your plays in on Saturday before three, and then Sunday you're just going like, can I have a team that plays today because everyone's coming down with this COVID? All right, and we're talking about the Circus Survivor Contest. 
uh, $6 million winner take all for this thing. Uh, uh, Slappy, I, I don't know if, if you could stand, uh, you could stand up. I mean, I don't want you to keel over here, man. Just the thought of you and $6 million. I mean, that, there's, there's going to be some serious, uh, partying going on knowing you. That's for sure. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's for sure going to be a big party. If I, if I can go ahead and still hang on, I'm just got to pick five games and, and go 20 and oh, at least. And, uh, Right now, we're looking at, uh, if we split it right now, we're looking at 260000 mm-hmm. Um But uh, I think a few people are going to be going down here pretty soon. All right. So what has been your strategy when you, because I always wonder, you know, when you're doing the Survivor Con, I know some people just will go, okay, opening week, oh, I've got this team. They'll look at maybe two or three weeks. But the serious player really tries to map this thing out. I'm very curious, in your handicapping, when you started this contest, going back in September, how far did you map this thing out? And at what point in time is it like, hey, uh, I'm just going to kind of you know go with the flow here? I mapped it out pr- pretty much all the way throughout trying to pick the best team for that week and then move on. And I had a game. Pittsburgh was playing the Lions. That was the, that was the big game. And it was the choice of, okay, do I go ahead and wait and play Dallas for Thanksgiving? Or do I play Dallas now because Pittsburgh Pittsburgh tied them, which made a tie to lose in this contest. So I played Dallas that week, and that was the big week. Wow! Because right. because I chose I chose okay I I'm not going to play Dallas for Thanksgiving. I'm going to wait to play the Bears or Detroit. I want to take in the Bears. So I got I get you know you have to get lucky here and there. And um, I got lucky. In fact, uh, when Minnesota played Detroit the first time, they had to make a long kick. And I won that game because they had to come back. And and when they won that game, I moved on. And it's just been a whole entire – there's a lot of luck involved, but there's also a strategy of going like, I got to wait for this team. I got to wait for this team. I only have Green Bay for Christmas Day. So I waited for Green Bay, and they're going to be the highest point spread probably, and they're going to be playing the Browns, right? Who's going through this COVID right now? Because and that week you have Thursday's game, which is San Francisco playing Tennessee. You can play, or you can play Indianapolis and Arizona, or the Browns at the Packers. You have to pick one of those games. So I just said I'm going to go with Green Bay and hold my own, and if I could do that. Then I move on, then I move on, then I move on. So what teams do you have left? Teams I have left are Atlanta, Carolina, Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay, Houston, Jacksonville, the Chargers, the Raiders, Miami, New Orleans, the Giants, the Jets, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Seattle, and Washington. And right now, this week, with with those teams remaining that I have, I'm looking at Miami, which I got bad news today because Waddle's out, plus they have some running backs out with COVID, and I have Philadelphia. Those are the two games I'm looking at right now. Right. And, and of course, it's probably not by any coincidence that basically you have one team with a winning record, one or two teams left that, that have winning records, and then again, it'll be interesting which to see. Everyone else does exactly. Which everyone else does too, because yes, if you look at if you go to the the website or whatever, you can look on there and, and you can see how many people have left with certain teams. How many weeks? So it- how many weeks have you actually taken an outright underdog? And got home there. Zero. Zero. So you've been taking taking favors a lot. Because again, that's that's kind of a ballsy move, but uh you know, you know, sometimes you know we know that people, you know, do that too. It's like, well, you know, most of the time people are gonna take the, the big numbers and again, but uh <laughs> It is it is a risk, like you said. You need to have some luck, but there is some strategy that goes with this. But uh, and, and I think we we talked about this with, with Matt because we were following him. But the the number of contestants, I mean, it was, it was a ridiculous amount where this thing started. What was that number again? 
four thousand over four thousand. Yeah, yeah, four thousand, and we're down to twenty. And you can play up. You can play up. You can play up to six entries. And I, I only played one. I played one. I played one in the circa regular contest and one in the circa survivor contest. And last week, in fact, I did. I played the, the circa. I'm forty-one, twenty-eight, and one in the circa regular contest. I went five and zero last week. But it was. I mean, last week was all favorites pretty much. And I'm, you know, it's you try to pick your dogs right here and there, but this, with this COVID thing, it's really, it's tough. It's a tough contest. No, it's a very from tough. week to week. Yeah, and just look it, because the, you know, I've, I've got a strategy right now. I was looking at the games, going like, okay, this week, Philadelphia and Miami, and then Christmas Day, Green Bay, and then the next week, I think it's the Chargers playing the Texans. And then the following week, Seattle playing Detroit. And then the final week, then it comes down to the, you know, that's what I'm looking at. But it, but things can change with COVID. Yeah, I mean, so. that's, that's tough. I was looking at those two games that you're talking about, you know, uh, Miami over the Jets, and then you've got Philly over Washington. And just something that just sticks out to me, you know, that this Washington team, they've been pretty good in Philadelphia. You really can't count on them, even though they're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know, uh, Slappy. I, I would probably lean, if it's me, I'd probably lean towards Miami because they are playing some very good football right now. I know what you're saying about Waddle, but again, the, the Jets have mailed it in. They have no one uh, to run the ball. They have no one to play quarterback, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll follow you, man. So that, 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 that would be my endorsement. There it is. <laughs> the, 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 one, the one thing I have to say is I've been playing teams on buys too. Right. I, I had like l- last week. Last week I played. I played Tennessee, and then they played Jacksonville. The week mm-hmm. before was uh, uh, Kansas City played. They played Denver. So it's like I like those bye weeks too right now. But now the bye weeks are over with. So then you have to go on. There you go. All right, man. Uh, c- congrats so far, and uh, and keep on keeping up. So, uh, okay. So you you called in. I kind of diverted the uh, the conversation a little bit. What's going on, man? Not much. Just playing. Uh, just got done with playing the uh, World Series of Poker. Uh, playing some uh, horse tournaments online or whatever. And, uh, just uh, getting ready to go on some vacations here and there, and uh, having a goal of time. I want to let you know that Ohio State will not be playing Kentucky either. This Saturday because of COVID for basketball. So I haven't seen that uh, that news or that press release come. come yeah, I haven't seen it come across yet. Then again, you know, been on the air for nearly the last two hours. So, and we were just talking to Tracy, as you probably heard, with UCLA playing uh, North Carolina, and we know that that game could be a jeopardy. That would be terrible if this whole thing uh, got. Uh, got postponed because as as we know a lot of people come to town come to Vegas for that and I know you've been to those games and it's nearly a sellout every time at T-Mobile Arena but uh yeah, yeah. right yeah I'm seeing it now the the Buckeyes are dealing with covid outbreak and uh th- they've already canceled the game so Ohio State not making the trip here to Vegas so there's some breaking news right there wow that'd be terrible yes i know this, this covid this this covid is it's not gone, and, and people have to realize that uh, it's not gone, and it's not, it's not going away anytime soon. Yep, and we know that. All right, my man, we appreciate you checking in, man. Appreciate uh, the call, and, uh, and good luck to you on the Circus Survivor. Thank you very much, TC. All right, there it is. All right, slap you checking in. All right, two two one seven two eight three. If you want to uh, to chime in uh, regarding anything regarding the Urban Meyer situation. Uh, Raiders, Browns, uh, feel free to uh, to chime in and give us uh, your your thoughts here on uh, things going on, or comment on anything that we had talked about uh, earlier with uh, Trevor Maddich and, and Tracy Murray uh, as well too. All right, uh, we continue keeping on here uh, to the phones we go. Let's talk to John. John, what's going on? Hey, TC, how you doing? Great, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I've um, been a fan of you for a long time. You know, I even went to your NWC cards at the. Uh Silver Nugget a long time ago. <laughs> Thank you. I love hearing that. Okay. And well, if, you, if you listen, you know, we do have those reunion uh, shows every now and then. And RVD, uh, we still have him on a regular basis. So, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that support back in the day. I remember day. when he used to t- tag up with Bobby Bradley. Absolutely. There it is. Aerial Assault <laughs> at its finest. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually on. Uh, you can see me in the crowd on, on your tape. You know, you have oh. the wrestling tape. Right. Okay. I'm in the audience. <laughs> 
John's in the <laughs> audience. Are, are, are you? Uh, how distinguished are you in, in some of those um, uh, uh, things? Were, did you wear the same thing all the time, John, or are you just? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not the guy in the front that wore the Iowa, Iowa shirt. shirt. There you go. I always wonder where's that Iowa guy because we just called him Iowa. Where's Iowa? You show up like <laughs> clockwork. You know, yep. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I just want. I just want to ask ask you a simple question, though. You know, yeah. you you promote that. You're always talking about like COVID, and you bring that 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 doctor on and everything. Let me ask you a common sense question, though. If you could actually, uh, if people are actually transmitting things to other people, you know, communicable diseases. Let's say, you know, transmitting diseases. How would there be doctors, hospitals, nurses, and hospital staff? Wouldn't they all be dead? Though they would, they would never have. Uh, I mean, how do they do that? I don't know, uh, John. I mean, uh, even though I do uh, play a doctor uh, on the radio, I, I'm, not, I'm not a medical one. So, so there you go. Well, let so. me ask you another question, though. <laughs> Can you even name like one famous like politician or athlete that's died from uh, from COVID? Though, if it's real. Can I name? Can I name one? I'm 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 sure I could. I'm I'm sure I could if I really put my mind to it. So I don't know. Is you, what's your What's your point to to the the call though, John? Is it is co- well, co- COVID, mean, I'm a, COVID I'm a big, isn't real I'm a big or fan, what? I mean, I'm a big fan of you and your radio. You know, like you know, you as a radio person or anything. I just kind of I, I just don't really appreciate how I think you're. It's doing harmful to the public, like vaccines and stuff. Okay, they're ruining people's health. All right. Well, you're, you're promoting that kind of stuff in this hoax and everything. I think it's ridiculous because, like I said, if people actually transmitted diseases to other people, there wouldn't even be anybody walking on Earth. They'd all be dead. Okay. Well, John, you know that is that that is your opinion, and uh, you know, again, from having Dr. Christina Madison on and talking about the COVID situation, we know that there have been millions of people that have died, you know, from this. Uh, I wouldn't go so far to call it a hoax. And again, I don't take the position here one way or the other of of getting political on this show at all. As you know, I don't talk about that. But uh, the bottom line is we do know this is real. We see people that have got infected. We know people, uh, you know, I've worked with several people, including my own producer, who was uh, violently ill for weeks uh, you know, with this, so we know that it is a real thing. And again, if it's your choice to to be vaccinated or not well, to be vaccinated, that that is that is one hundred percent your choice. Well, but you do have your, to think about, about other people that you're around. All your health comes from within, and has to do with what you drink, mm-hmm. your level of exercise, mm-hmm. your stress level. Mm-hmm. You know, your clean water, clean air, stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's why people in third world countries get things like smallpox because okay, they have okay. you know really unsanitary conditions there. They don't have clean water and good food and uh, stuff like that. You know, that's that's why those that's why people in the first world countries generally don't have those kind of problems. All right. All, the, all your health comes from within. It doesn't have to do with uh, with uh, you know getting you know what, whether you've been injected with with some uh, bio weapon stuff. This the whole thing is ridiculous. So I mean, it, it's it's ruined my business. You know, it's ruined a lot of people's lives. All this this hoax and the. It's the whole thing. No, I'm sorry to hear that, John. I appreciate you okay. listening, my friend. Thank you for All calling, right. and uh, thanks All for right. being a loyal listener. Appreciate that. All right, bye. There you go. All right, uh, let's continue on. Uh, Fernando, what's happening, Fernando? Thanks for calling in. What's up? Hey, PC, hey, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Hey, I still see that um, Solaire ball just went past my house. That home run ball? <laughs> 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 but, but anyway, hey, I added you to my Festivus list coming up next week so make sure you tune in okay buddy oh you added me to the festivus now now is that now the festivus usually isn't very complimentary fernando i i thought i thought i was uh you had plenty of complimentary stuff for me oh yeah i do it's all it's all good fun okay <laughs> it's all good fun but um i guess this well i predicted the raiders would go six and eleven this year so i'm almost there okay and then with this game coming up saturday and at the Browns, I think it's going to be raining, and it's going to be snowing, and it's going to be a little freezing. So I think these teams might tie. Ooh, a tie! Uh, you know, this game is so hard to handicap as far as the weather goes. I don't think we're going to get we're going to get snow. We got temperatures in the the mid to upper thirties, and you've got cold rain. I know we got that in the forecast. I don't know if we'll actually get snow or not, but no, I, I can't handicap this thing at all, especially now that. 
you know, we have more than likely no Mayfield, probably no Case Keenum. Now you got Nick Mullins as your quarterback. And, uh, you know, I know how you feel about the Raiders, and I'm, I'm with you to a certain degree on that as well, too. Uh, this team is, it continues to be a mess. So, uh, I, I, you know, I said it two weeks ago, very likely that they may not win another game in the final five games. They didn't beat the Chiefs last week. I'm not sure they could beat Denver next week, even though they have a game at home. But, you know, it's a fluid situation, especially with the COVID now, too. You just don't know. I mean, right now we're talking about 149 players just in the last two days. Uh, are are affected by this, so we got we got to keep an eye on this, man. And I just say this from a wagering standpoint: everybody, just don't get your wagers in until close to kickoff because <laughs> it, this this thing is changing uh, by the hour. And I was glad to see that um, we got the Super Bowl for twenty twenty four. And um, when it comes, hopefully, if I'm still here uh, and around, you know, walking and talking and stuff like that, I'm going through some issues right now. Um, that'll be my seventh Super Bowl I'll be attending. Really? In person. Okay. Yeah. Well, Fernando, stay healthy, there. brother. You, We want you to stay healthy, okay, man? So make sure you're okay and you and you keep us posted. I appreciate you listening all the time and uh, and chiming in on, on, on the tweets and everything else, man. So so appreciate you, man. Keep on keeping on, brother. Okay. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays. Take care. There he is. All right, Fernando checking in. All right, we come back. B. Sal's going to join us. Brian Salmon, sports director over at News 3. Look forward to talking with him. And we talk Raiders, Browns, Saturday. We'll give you an updated COVID count on that as well, too. All right, let me put some water on your balls. More from the master debater. Martin. You never know what comes out of this guy's mouth. All right, join us tomorrow, Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas, 2 to 4 p.m. Best bet segment, of course. Showtime, Sean Porter in the house. Here we go. His uh, first appearance after retiring after his fight against Terrence Crawford a couple weeks back. So, love having Showtime on. So, we'll see you retired. First time we've visited with a retired Showtime Sean Porter. He's going to be kicking bags, going to be all relaxed. I mean, he always has a smile on his face. But, yeah, come on out to uh, see Showtime Sean Porter, Moreland Greenwood, former NFL player with the Saints, the head of the NFL uh, Alumni Association here in Las Vegas. He'll be joining us tomorrow as well, too. So always a good time at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Numchick, you want to say something? I do. What do you want to say? He's not going to be happy, though. You don't think so? His what? Cleveland Browns. Are ruined they're, right now. They're decimated right they're now, down. aren't they? Exactly. Let's talk about that with our next guest. He is. I, I don't think he has the the suit on just quite yet because I think he's taking a couple personal days off. Brian Salmon, sports director, News Three, our guy. But I'm still he's still looking casual fly. That, that's what I'm banking on right now. <laughs> What's up, my man? What's happening with you, TC? Casual fly. You like, I like that term, man. See, there you go. I like that term. Never, man, I, I have a plethora of uh, of of, uh, of things, man. You never know what I'm going to say. You know, there you go. Now, I'm, you got a plethora of ways to compliment me, man. I, I, that's why I keep you around. I like that. <laughs> keep you around. Thank you. Thanks for keeping me around, brother. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. He, and occasionally oh, he'll shine. He'll shine the big camera in front of my face every now and then too. You know, when he doesn't have anything else going on. I love it. Now, any, anytime I get an opportunity to, man, I I, I try to try to give TC as much shine as possible. Some some much deserved uh, <laughs> recognition and shine here in Las Vegas, man, for sure. Appreciate you, man. So uh, what's going on? You got a couple of days off? Is that is that the deal? Man, yeah, man. I'm loving life, man. As you know. <laughs> Jesse had some time off, so I worked, I think, like 10, 11 days, of 10, 10 days in a row, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, working is working, but the, the big deal is the fact that when I have to work the sports night show on Sundays, do a whole half-hour show, edit it, write it, produce it, anchor it, all by myself, is uh, with no content uh, given to me from Jesse, is, is rough. Yeah. It is rough. I mean, that's that's basically a job of four people done all by myself. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to uh, to B Sal 
for uh, coming out last week, too, to our gathering, uh, celebrate uh, the life of Ballpark Frank. I appreciate you coming out, man. And uh, B-Sal, the moment he got off the news, he came on uh, down, spent some quality time with us at Twin Peaks, shared some stories, uh, some love and support, and then you went right back on the news, man. So I appreciate you. uh, It wasn't an easy uh, trek for you coming across town. (laughs) I appreciate you coming out, and I know everyone else uh, enjoyed seeing you, too, man. So thanks again for that last uh, Thursday night. You are absolutely welcome, man. Don't mention it. Um, I I appreciate the invite, man. Um, You already know me. Anytime I get an opportunity or I have the opportunity to talk to you, sure, you know, chop it up with you, um, I do it. And for that cause, absolutely come through. I'm just sad. I I missed Nunchuck there, man. I I got there after he was already gone, right? Yeah, well, Nunchuck got stuck at the station work. He was kind of like you. I mean, he's he he burns a candle here. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 like you. He's like he's a, he's a one man show over here. You know, he's got- it's, it's tough being us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's talk a little Raiders Cleveland. And we saw what happened Sunday with the Raiders in Kansas City. How does this team respond? off of not only the performance piece, Al, but then the juvenile behavior that took place and, and all the shots that got, got uh, get, you know, was thrown their way, shot their way from, from fans to media for you know, stomping on the Chiefs logo at midfield and then getting drilled 48-9. to nine. Then you come back with a short, short week this week. But now uh, no one's really talking about that. The Raiders have become a favorite. They went from an underdog in this game to a favorite because Cleveland now is decimated with COVID <laughs> issues. How do you figure this game? Yeah. Well, one, this is my take, man, and I don't know what you think about this, TC, but my take is I love trash talking. I, I didn't mind the whole stomping on the logo and all that kind of stuff. You get, I, don't, I don't have a problem with anybody talking trash in any sport, but you know like I know, man. You cannot write checks that your uh, your your A can't cash. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? You can't write checks that your A can't cash, man. So if you're going to do that, you got to back it up, and you certainly cannot get blown out 48 to nine. Like that's absurd. You can't do all that and then just get stomped. Um, so that was all bad. But yeah, the Raiders. I, I'm almost I'm almost sad for them in the fact that they are favored. Because you know, like I know too, that they play better in games in which they are not the favorites, games in which they kind of have to show a little something, i.e. Dallas on a short week going to uh, Texas. You know what I mean? Like no one expected them to win that game, and they played well. So this game, now that Cleveland has nothing, Cleveland has, you know, their back's against the wall. Um, I think that that bodes more so better for Cleveland than does the Raiders because the Raiders don't do well when they're expected and have high expectations of them doing well, in my opinion. No, that's true. I think this really comes down. Well, both teams have been inconsistent all season long. I'm, you know, they've been hovering around yeah. 500. They've both underachieved, especially Cleveland. I mean, some people, many people picked the Browns, you know, to win their division. Uh, that's not going to be the case. Don't even know if they'll make the playoffs. So, but now you get hit with COVID, you know, Baker Mayfield, you get your head coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski. And now, you know, d- just during this show, we, we found out that Case Keenum is uh, on the COVID list now, and he was slated no. to start. Yeah. So now <laughs> Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, you know, comes basically off the street onto the practice squad and now could be starting the game Saturday. And that's another thing, as we know. So all of these guys have to test negative for two consecutive days and 24 hours apart. So we know that that Mayfield is, is testing sometime late this afternoon, this evening, going to do again tomorrow, and he has to have you know two negative tests here. But if that doesn't happen, I don't know who's going to be quarterback. Well, we know it's probably going to be you know Nick Mullins. I mean, that's crazy. And so the Raiders now, thank you. Yeah, last time I saw Nick Mullins, I mean, he was throwing picks left and right, and he's on his back in a, in a game uh, for the 49ers last year. You know, when they had that long losing streak. So oh, it's wow. a mess. Yeah, this- he was almost. He was about as bad as Peterman was when he played that game for the Bills. <laughs> right there, you go. Very close. <laughs> very, very nice. But uh, oh, wait. yeah. So again, wow. 
I don't know. Wow. I don't know how to handicap this game, and no one does because again, yesterday the Browns were a three-point favorite. Now the Raiders are a point, a point and a half favorite, and now with more news, I I guarantee the Raiders might be a two or three-point favorite here coming up here in the next day or two. It's craziness. See, I mean, I hate even saying this like this, but okay. So say the say that Mullins ends up having to start because Baker Mayfield still continues to test positive and the Raiders are a three-point favorite after that I almost feel like (laughs) I almost feel like the way that this season is going they still lose that game and more brown paper bags start coming out for for Raider Nation Mm -hmm. I mean I hate even saying it like that but it almost it almost the season is almost um filling out that way you know what I mean like I mean the Raiders are at a huge low right now huge low like that, that game that they had against the Chiefs was abysmal. Like that was just really, really, really bad. Um, so I, I don't know where. I mean, you can't go anywhere but up from here, I guess. Well, here's the thing: unless they lose to the Browns, and, and, you, and you you talk about you know where morale is and where the fans are, and it's almost you're, you're getting that apathy. And we talked about this the other day. It's sad because this is really the first season, even though this is season two here in Las Vegas, but season one with fans, you haven't even completed, coming close to completed your home schedule yet. And the last two home games, I mean, there were fans that were booing. I mean, they were walking out of that, and you were there just like I was. That, you know, the Bengals game and then against Washington, the exact same thing. I mean, fans... They were dejected. They were irate. There were boos raining down because this team continues to start slow, especially at home, and they they don't finish well. And I mean, losing record at home this is this is ugly, B. Sal, and this is the yeah. first season uh, that that fans uh, have been in the stands there. So that's where I, I think that you know you, it really comes into play, and it's noticeable how how fans are are, are really they're not happy, but. I mean, they're just. I think they're losing some interest. Oh yeah, I know that's bad. That's bad for it to happen in the first. I mean, this this season for the Las Vegas Raiders really has gone about as bad as it could possibly go. You know, if you if you add up just everything, add up everything, like to date, right now, this season is probably going as bad as it could possibly go, unless they lost every single game. The only the only bright spot, well, a couple bright. The only bright spots I can think of of this season was the season opener at home and how that game ended and just how exciting that was and having Ice Cube and uh, Too Short in concert and having Rev Run DJ this past week. <laughs> those are three. Honestly, those are the only bright spots I can think of. Oh, and and the fact that Bruce Buffer does. The beginning of the game. Well, like that, let's, that's just ingenious. Let's throw in Carlos Santana as well. Don't forget that. I mean, Carl. Yeah, yeah you know. I mean, that was preseason. I love Santana. Oh, that's true. Thought, that's true. That preseason. preseason. So I was like, okay, that doesn't count. Yeah. Okay, I understand. You're right. But no, but that that com- Santana's a man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that Baltimore game was was great electricity, great excitement. But the last two home games, man, it is brutal. It, yeah, and and I I actually sat in the bowl for those two games. I made my way from the press box and went down, and it was it you know it was it was sad. I mean, it was sad and just to to be. Uh, amongst the fans and hearing, you know, them dropping f bombs and cursing their their home oh. team out. Oh, it's yeah. And you got to remember, those people are spending a lot of money, not only for the <laughs> tickets but for the PSLs to just have the right to purchase tickets. I mean, again, there's yeah. there's a lot of people that that may be looking to sell these things, and we're we're seeing it, and we're seeing even teams that you you don't figure travel really well, like Cincinnati and Miami. And uh, in Washington, I mean, there were plenty of fans from those teams in that stadium. No, you're right. The teams that don't travel well, I think, will always travel well to Las Vegas, at least for like the first five seasons or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, but I think that's a good thing. I mean, you're probably like me in the fact that you've worked across, around the country, across the country, you know people all over the place, and you're probably getting phone calls Every week that the Raiders have a home game, hey, I'm coming to town, or hey, I'm going to be coming to town for this game. I'm coming to town for this game. Come, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> it's been like that for every single game for me. Yep. So uh, I, I think they'll always do well with road teams and whatnot. 
But just the, the locals and uh, Raider Nation, it's just been bad. I, I, did, I did some television for a Cleveland station today that's part of the whole Sinclair um, television network, Valley's out there in uh, Ohio. And the, the, the girl asked me, uh, the woman asked me, her name is Ashley, she asked me about, you know, what the Raiders thinking about Cleveland, the fact that they have, you know, this COVID and everything's going on with them. I had to tell I was like, man, nobody cares about Cleveland right now because this, this team is so bad. Everything is going on so bad here in Las Vegas. They're not focusing on Cleveland at all. Fans aren't at all. Nobody is because the team is so bad. Yeah. You got to take care of uh, your own stuff first, right? And this team, like I said, exactly. so many issues, you know, on the field and, and off the field, you know, for the Raiders. All right. Brian Salmon joins us, the sports director over at News 3. Uh, B. Sal, we, we got some other news today, too. I mean, you know, COVID is wrecking havoc uh, throughout all the sports leagues right now. We know that the NHL, it's a factor. The NBA, we saw you know, a couple postponements with the Chicago Bulls uh, this past week. Uh, the numbers keep escalating here for the NFL. We talk about Cleveland and the Raider game. Cleveland has 22 players on the COVID list. The Washington football team <laughs> have 21 um, you know, we've got uh, 150 right now. 150 players are in COVID protocol. Uh, Roger Goodell says the games will continue. They're going to play. But I'm just, I'm just wondering here, at, at what point are we going to get to a point, you know, like the, a couple of these other leagues are contemplating about, you know, postponing games. And we know the NFL does not want to do that. But uh, these rosters, and we saw with the Detroit Lions last week, where basically their whole practice squad was gutted. There's only 16 players on a practice squad. They had to come up because so many guys from their 53-man roster were out. Uh, I don't know where, where you see this thing going. Yeah, it's, right now, that's a, the, it's the pandemic, if you will, of sports right now. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's been hit pretty hard with a lot of different teams. Hockey seems like it's being hit the worst right now. But um, – you know, Cleveland losing all these guys. You figure there's so many team, there's so many players on a roster for football. It generally should not affect you as much unless you're like a team like Cleveland, where it's your quarterback. You know what I mean? Like when Lamar Jackson had his, didn't he lose it? He he missed a game with COVID. Then Aaron Rodgers as well, because you know he was trying to be funny. But um, I think a couple teams have lost their quarterback. I remember in Denver last year, that was all bad for them. But uh, I, I I somewhat feel for. Cleveland in that respect, the fact that they're going to be losing players because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and imagine that, the fact that the Raiders haven't had any problems with it at all. And last year, they were the team hit the hardest, it seemed like. Right. They were hit the hardest. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's more isolated in specific cities with specific teams. You know, because there's a lot of teams you're not hearing anything about COVID. The Raiders being one. I think there's there's three teams that don't don't have anybody affected. Was it one, two, the others? There's five teams. So so uh, Jacksonville, uh, the Raiders, the Saints, the Niners, and the Buccaneers uh, do not have any uh, positive uh, cases as of right now. But uh, then again, Jacksonville has a little bit more problem than than, than COVID right now, don't they? <laughs> I was getting ready to say it. Until you said very well, very well. As soon as you said Tampa, I was going to say that every team that you named, I believe, was under 500. Right. That's true. Uh, I don't know about the 49ers, but I think almost every team under 500. What do you make of the Urban Meyer situation? We've been talking quite a bit about that today (laughs) uh, as, as he laughs. Uh wow! That's you know. Are, are we surprised? Uh, are we surprised? You know uh, <laughs> about this guy, and nothing seems to surprise me. You know, we hear these stories like uh, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, and those are sad stories, but they're also ridiculous stories too. Because how many times, over and over, can you have these self-inflicted wounds? And with Urban Meyer, it's kind of like that too. Because he had problems at Florida, had problems at Ohio State. He wants to retire, and then he wants to come back and coach. Then he wants to retire again, and then oh, I'd like to get to the NFL. And he finds a sucker, you know, out there that's gonna, you know, give him a big old paycheck. And then he he can't deliver, so he wants to, you know, berate players and berate his own coaches that he hired. I mean, it's just it's a it's a sickening story, and I think for a lot of people. They just like to see this guy go away, and you know what? I think they might get his wish because I don't see this guy resurfacing again 
in the in the NFL or probably in college. No, I would agree with you. Really quickly, I don't know if you know this. Do you know how old Urban Meyer is? Urban Meyer, I want to say 59 maybe. I don't know. 58, 59? Oh, yeah, no, I heard today he's 57. 57. But to me, okay. which to me, I was, I was a little bit shocked. I, he's younger than I thought he was, um, personally. I, he's younger than I thought he was. But with all that being said. He looks older. Uh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like one the media the national media in general has urban Meyer fatigue and there's I don't believe you can find a positive story about urban Meyer anywhere over the last forever you know what I mean like it's been a long time since it's anyone has said anything positive about him so him getting fired is not a shock at all because he's done you you don't I don't like to call people stupid and things that call people stupid, but he's done a lot of stupid things over the past this past season. As as someone who's supposed to be a leader of a national football league team, you know what I mean? Like he's done some things like he that a twenty or thirty year old seems like they wouldn't do. If you if you're a coach, like you just know better. Like what are you what are you doing? So him getting fired is not a shock. Something I heard today as well is the fact that you know that the Jacksonville Jaguar ownership group or or uh, general manager, whoever deals with this contract, are going to try to find a way to not pay him and see if they can do it with cause. Right. And it seems as if good old Urban has probably given them enough reason to be able to fire him with cause. <laughs> you know, we've seen this with coaches where they just have this higher than almighty attitude and especially a guy yeah. coming from the college ranks. And, again, you, you can treat college players this way. And, you know, when we talked to Trevor Match last hour, he, he nailed it. He says, you know, when you're in college, the players call you coach. When you go to the NFL, they call you by your first name because it's a business relationship. And you know there are people, as bad as the Jaguars are, there's still veterans on this team. And if he's doing stuff that they're not used to, and they're still going to view him, even though he had his success at the college level, they're probably not going to respect him because you're, you know, it's a college coach who's coming into a professional player's work environment. And I'm sure that there are longtime assistant NFL coaches that feel the exact same way. It's like, well, who's this guy to come in there and, and take one of our jobs and, and get the money that he's getting? You know, there's that animosity, you know, towards him. And of then, it, and it just. And it just adds insult to injury when a guy comes in with an attitude like, hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to do it my way. And a lot of guys say, well, you know what? The college way is not the way it gets done in the NFL. And, you know, yeah. there's a long laundry list of college coaches who not only couldn't get the job done in the NFL, but just were horrible at it. And it starts with Nick Saban. Steve Spurrier, even before him, Lou Holtz, Dennis Erickson, Butch Davis, Bobby Petrino. He was at Atlanta for what, five minutes when, you know, with with the Falcons. (laughs) Mike Riley, Mike Riley left Oregon State to go to to the Chargers and then he came back. So, I mean, there's. covered Mike Riley. Yeah, yeah. You know, but so, but there's just something about a college coach, you know, getting the reins in the NFL. It, that there, there's this, this lack of respect for the most part, not only from players, but I think from people within the organization, especially assistant coaches. Yes. You know what? I'll throw a name at you, and to me it seems like a, a parallel. And I think the respect is that they don't respect him because he shows little respect to them. And I don't know that as a fact, but, I mean, first thing you do is you come in and you, you uh, give Tim Tebow a roster spot in a position he's never played and he hasn't played in forever. That just that basically spit in the face of everybody there and the, the players that are trying to make the team. But the person I was going to draw a parallel to as far as a coach is concerned and him coming in with the ego that is huge and it didn't go well, Chip Kelly. Yes. And I, I know that Chip Kelly, he has a huge ego. For, again, another guy that I dealt with whom in my experience was the worst coach that I've dealt with in any sport. <laughs> Um, wow, that's but, saying a lot. That is saying a lot. But you're right. You know, with Urban Meyer and Chip Kelly, two of the same type of guys. When it comes personality yeah. wise, guys cashed big paychecks at both levels, and that yeah. sense of entitlement. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
My way is the right way. I know what I'm doing. I don't care how you guys did it before. I'm going to do it my way because my way works in college. Mm -hmm. It don't work in the pros like that. And you can't treat professionals like you do college guys. And that's, I'm sure that's exactly what he has been doing. All right. They're saying good riddance. No. No one's upset that he's gone. You're, you're right. All right. Uh, and since you are off today, you know, B. Sal, we uh, talked about n- more news that came out, you know, during the show here today and, and very sad for basketball fans. But it looks like the CBS oh. Sports Classic is going to be canceled yeah. because Ohio State's not traveling because they got hit with COVID. So they've already canceled the game against Kentucky for Saturday afternoon at T Mobile Arena. And as we know, UCLA. They uh, postponed yeah. their game last night, just got off the phone with Tracy Murray, and so they're not sure if UCLA is playing North Carolina coming Saturday. Yeah. No, that's that's sad. That's sad. Um, I wasn't going anyway. Unfortunately, I'm a basketball head, but uh, we have the Silver Knights. The Silver Knights are back in town, so you can watch that on on MyLVTV. Here comes the shameless or plug. It's there on it the is. CW. Yeah, yeah okay. it's on the CW, man. It's on the CW, but they're back in town. I mean, that's a great ticket because it's cheap. And you get to watch players that have played with the Golden Knights this season that have done well. They're going to be playing for the Silver Knights, so it's, a, it's a, to me it's a lot of fun to go to those games. But um, yeah, that's that's terrible for Vegas in the fact that they're not going to have that big event this weekend. But yeah. we got the Super Bowl. I think you might have heard. Yeah, we do. Twenty twenty four, February eleventh, and it'll, <laughs> it'll be great. Hopefully, we're all done with the COVID stuff. And and again, the the one game has been canceled for the CBS Sports Classic, so we're not, we're not going to say the whole event is is off as of yet. But we'll keep an eye on that. B Sal, enjoy yeah. the rest of your uh, next couple of days off, my friend. All right, enjoy. Man, I, I appreciate that. I will, and I will not have a suit on. I'll be sitting. <laughs> Getting chubby on the couch. <laughs> chubby, but he'll still be looking casual fly. That's what I'm talking casual about. Casual fly. <laughs> I All love right. it. All right. Take care, brother. Appreciate you joining us, man. We'll talk to you next week. Man, always, TC, man. I appreciate you, man. You be good. You and I'm talking. Take it easy. Thank you. Thank you. Brian Salmon, the sports director over at News 3. I want to thank Trevor Maddich for joining us, uh, going uh, deep diving with Urban Meyer in that situation in Jacksonville. Again, Urban Meyer fired earlier, uh, late last night, early this morning, 2-11. and 11. See where the Jaguars go from there. Also, Tracy Murray talking about Steph Curry, everything else NBA-wise, and uh, UCLA also with some COVID issues. And uh, Brian Salmon for joining us. All right, tomorrow, Cosmopolitan Las Vegas, our Friday extravaganza, of course. Showtime, Sean Porter in the house, former two-time welterweight champ of the world. He will be joining us. His first appearance out and about since he retired after his fight against Terrence Crawford a couple weeks ago. Look forward to seeing him tomorrow and you as well, too. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website at tcbartonshow.com. We'll catch you tomorrow at 2.